Welcome to Arcade Attack. Player one, please press start. Gentlemen, start your engines. Player two has now entered the game. Player three, choose your weapon. Welcome to Arcade Attack. I am Dylan. I'm joined uh, this week with my good uh, colleague and friend, Keith. Hello. And also good colleague and friend, Adrian. <laughs> I'm here. Happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are we going to talk about today, people? What are we going to talk about? So, uh, a French classic. French classic, French classic and a French not-so-classic in uh, some people's eyes. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, as I'm sure you're aware, uh, listeners, we are doing a comparison today of Flashback Yay. and its sequel, Fate Black. Oh, mm. interesting. Let's be honest, guys. Two awesome titles for games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Fate Black. I, yeah. love, I love it. It's a great title for uh-huh. me. I've got some interesting me. trivia on that in the moment. But... Oh. Uh, <laughs> but um, Let's start off with Flashback, or if you want to give it its full name, Flashback, The Quest for Identity. Oh, yeah. That is the name. People often forget that. You never really see that anywhere. It wasn't on the box, or was it? Quite a long title, let's be honest. Try getting that on a cart. You can't get get, get that on the side of a cart. It's only four words. The Quest for Identity. Oh, maybe a third. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose you can get Dungeons & Dragons and all that bits on it. But, um, okay. Launched in 1992 yeah. by Delphine Software International. Yes. Arguably the best French development house ever. Partly because I don't really do know no, any no, <laughs> Was it? Did it come up after Another, Another World then? Yeah. 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 So this is their, was not it? their sequel to it, it was done by a different, obviously yeah. that one was Eric, Eric Chahi. Chahi. Yeah. This one was Pod Quissé. Yeah. So this is his baby. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, launched in 1992 by them. On PC, Amiga, Mega Drive, the lesser-known Mega CD version, mm. yeah, and Tiertex actually did the 3DO version and SNES versions, and then later on did a few other versions, culminating in the last known port, which was on the Atari Jaguar. I had to set that up for you. <laughs> now I, it, I, I want that game of the Jaguar. I don't own it. The Jaguar. It's going for. Silly money. It's a hefty sum. Yeah. When we're talking silly money, what are we talking? Well, on eBay, no, no not, not that game. It's, it's about 70, 80 quid. This it's is the lot. thing. Yeah. So apparently it's a direct port. So maybe not bother. But I know you want to grow your, your Jaguar collection. A direct port of which one? The Amiga version? Yeah, no, yeah, the Amiga yeah. Mega Drive version. So okay. don't worry I, too much about it. I'm, I'll keep an eye out for Most it. Most of the Jaguar games are about 16 mm. bit games anyway, so. That's easy. Cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that they were, um, they so were was, ones So it that... came out on the Mega Drive in 92 as well? Yeah. Okay. I always had it in my head that it was 93, but that's... No, it wasn't. I'm pretty sure it was okay. 92 because it felt, like the P- it felt like the PC Amiga versions were a lot sooner, but I don't mm. think they were really. Okay. Um, but yeah, Jaguar version last 95. So the wow. game actually spanned itself three years. That's pretty, imp- that's pretty impressive. Mm. Let's be honest. Um, on the face of it, very standard multi-screen platformer like those you know, like Pitfall on the Atari something Switch's, yeah, yeah. Switch's screen doesn't scroll with the character but it is anything but a it's standard like, multi-screen yeah, platformer the, the game that really I think it compares to maybe is Prince of Persia is that a fair comparison? Oh, there's, yeah. two it com- there's, there's two it compares to it basically Prince of Persia yeah. and Another World yeah. Well, yeah, you can kind of follow the lineage of those games, the animation and the style of gameplay, and yeah, mm-hmm. it just you know it was the next step along that path, mm. wasn't it? 
And um, another world. I don't want to say another world podcast, but that is a great game. So it just taking on from that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'd really like to do a podcast on that and the sequel. We will. So we will. we've got to. Yeah, someone's got to get their hands. We'll do that at some point. Yeah. Someone, <coughs> Keith, has oh, to get right. their hands on that. Okay. So. <laughs> Delegation. <laughs> Actually, okay. I don't think any of us own a Mega CD. No. I really want one. We were talking about this before. I want. I really want one because I want to play Snapchat. Um, and Road Avenger and stuff like that. Yeah, Sewer Shark. Yeah. A, a, a friend I um, used to go to primary school with had one. And yeah. I played like that one, the Sherlock Holmes games, oh. Night Trap. Great. I would definitely, if, if you know, I'm not really interested in a 32X, but a Mega CD, definitely. Get it. If someone knows of a cut price Mega CD, please yeah. let us know. We're in the market. We're in the market. Definitely. <laughs> anyway, so for listeners who've not ever heard of Flashback, and this is possible, mm. we're not going to say that, even though I've listed it as one of my favourite games of all time, mm-hmm. there are other people who, you know, don't even know what the hell it is. So, I'll set the scene for you. Do it. It's the year 2140. 2140. So it's something that we don't have to worry about in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Conrad Hart, Mm -hmm. or if you want his full name, Conrad B. B Hart, Hart. (laughs) is just randomly chased by mutants. Yeah, like he's chased out of a spaceship and he jumps on his hover bike. So this is set in space. Laser shooting behind him. Laser shooting is behind him. Isn't that the first thing you see, like his feet? Yeah, he's running. running as he's being chased. Yeah, he's like running. He's times. being chased by the mutants. Um, he jumps on his hover bike. They pursue him through space. Yep. He crash lands on a planet called Titan. Yep. It's like a jungle. And yes, yeah, you don't know what's going on. Who am I? Where am I? He's the Who hurt. am I? Where am I? Why were those guys chasing me? Those are the first questions that you're going to have. Yeah. You know? Okay, you're going to be hungry. And you're like, no, where's the nearest KFC? But... <laughs> Firstly, what is my name is probably the more it's, more, it's the more pertinent question. But he has in his pocket a holocube. Mm. Now, what is a holocube, you may ask listeners. A holocube is something that you can record messages on yes. to play back to you. But who is the message from on this holocube? It is from himself. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. He recorded a message for himself telling him, to meet his friend Ian in a place called New Washington. New Washington, that's right. Oh, okay, so there's a nice nice American link there as well from mm-hmm. the French development team. So after he meets Ian, uh, so you go, you get out of the jungle and you meet Ian in New Washington. But it does take a while to get out of the jungle. It's, yeah, it's quite... I've skipped on a little bit okay. just to give oh, the he's just listeners... Oh, sorry, we'll yeah. come yeah. back to that. No, yeah. I'm just giving the listeners a feel well. of what, what the game's about. So he meets Ian and has his memory restored. Yes. Which is what you want from your mate. Like, you know, if I said, uh, Adrian, I know who you are, I know who I am, but I could really do with my with my memory being restored. I'll help you out. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. It's good to know. So uh, he puts his memory back in and then he finds out he's a clever boy, is our Conrad. Mm. Very clever boy. Good education. For his his end of year thesis, I've never done a thesis in my life, right? But for his end of year thesis, he's developed goggles that can detect aliens amongst the human race. Yes. This sounds like the the film they live. We've got to do a bit later where we go through all the films that are... Yes, we will do reference that. Adrian. Yes. Okay, sorry. Hold on on to your horses. I like that film a lot. Yeah, it's a great film. Hold on to your horses slash hover bike. Okay, Ooh. this is coming up, <laughs> right? So, uh, he's got these goggles. So, over the course of the last few years, mutants have been uh, blending in with the human race, obviously to take advantage and, you know, establish themselves. And, you know, they, were they even doing any harm to anyone? Who knows? Who cares? Anyway, so they're angry with him that he made those goggles. Thus, how the whole thing signed in the first place. They had to hunt him down. Conrad. They hunt him down and they all wiped his memory. But good old Conrad, being a clever boy, stored it anyway with yeah. him. Go, Conrad. Guy. And the the game, the game goes from that point, and he has to take down the morphs, as they're called, slash mutants. And the only way he's going to do it is if he gets back to Earth. Now, how does a man who's randomly crashed? on a planet get to earth with no money he has to make some money yeah yeah, yeah. he has to make some money some dollar. how does he make money become a 
pizza delivery boy or something. Close. 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 He has to do a random... He has to do lots of jobs. Yeah. Yeah, so one section of the game is doing lots of jobs, as you know you and I would do. Of course. In order to get a ticket for a game show where you could get a ticket to... Earth. Boom. Earthbound. Brilliant. So it's a very film noir mm-hmm. feel game. Mm. But it's grounded in the way that it's sort of... It's sci-fi, mm. but it's put... You know, there's that realistic angle. Man got no money. Man got no money. Got man, got money. No, man got no money. Man got no memory. Yeah, man. Man... Find memory, <laughs> man. Find money. Job. Man, find get, job. Find man. job. Go save on. the planet. Yeah. All right. And everything. All the morphs are controlled and co- um, commanded by the evil master brain. Oh yes, master yeah. brain. So, spoiler alert now. So, listeners, you may want to mute me. Uh, you end up going back to the morphs planet after sorting out. You know, going back to Earth and sorting out there. And you defeat the Master Brain. Yes. And you escape in an escape pod and into outer space. Mm-hmm. And that's game over. That's game over. That's end of podcast. <laughs> Goodbye. End of podcast. Bye. <laughs> See ya. <now. laughs> so, all of this is, like I said, it's multi-screen. Uh, it's all interlinked with cutscenes that let you know what's going on. Yeah. They do vary from version to version. So, oh, oh yeah. the 16-bit versions, it, they are lower quality, but... They tell the same. Mm. They tell yeah, the same. Yeah, I mean the PC version has got very nice mm. full motion video, isn't mm-hmm. it? But the, I, I, I kind of like the sixteen bit ones. They've got kind of their mm-hmm. own charm. Kind of cell shaded, yeah. isn't it? Really quite nice animation. Mm-hmm. I always always love the little intro bits. Glad you mentioned that. Oh, because this um, this was one of the first games. I think Prince of Persia might use that actually before, but uh, it used rotoscoped animation. Yes. I, no, I think Prince of Persia was the first. Prince of Persia were the first, and then I don't think, it, and then Another World, then no one really used it on the 16 bits no, it wasn't really for a while, good. and then Flashback sort of, you know, reminded us of how mm. good a, a technique it was at the time. Now, do you know how that is done? Didn't they actually film real people and just literally copy yeah. and draw their motions? Is that right? Got it. Yeah. Listeners, you can't see this, but I'm pointing at <laughs> you. Know, pointing. You, you are have, the winner. You have got it. So, Prince of Persia was a, cr- a great game. They, they, they not stole, but they used their techniques and probably perfected it at the time, would you say? Yeah. yeah. And that's why this really stood out on the 16-bit consoles, mm. because it was what like watching, you know, actual, real, running, jumping, climbing, but on a 16, you know, yeah. on a 16-bit machine. On the Amiga, a 16-bit computer, it's, you know... Well, when you look, and when you look at, when you look at Comrade Sprite, the sprite itself isn't that detailed. No, it doesn't need to. But it's the way it moves. It's the way, yeah. the way, the way it, it moves is so realistic that it just, <sighs> it, you know, it kind of fools your brain. Why? Well, I, I remember it's actually, so um, I got a bit of a flashback thinking about it. Excuse <laughs> the pun. But, to... um, I remember going to my friend Usman's house one day. Usman, we had to get Usman on. Yeah. You know what? He introduced me to a lot of games and his, his older brother was into games as well. And I remember going to his house once and, and it was like, oh, check this new game out. And I was, I was just watching the screen. And his brother was playing a new game called Flashback. And it, it was, I hadn't seen Another World by then, you know, even though it was a few mm. years before. But this was the first, uh, I've obviously seen Prince of Persia, but Flashback, when I saw it, I, I was just happy to watch. Yeah. Most, some games, I'm dying to have a go, but I was just happy to watch what was going on the screen. Because it was just like a movie, wasn't it, in a way? It was. It, it's such, you know, I, just that first time I saw it, it just, it just ingrained in my memory and I had to get a copy. I think the term is immersive. Yeah. Oh yeah, it really was. It defined immersive that year. Come yeah, on. For, uh, on sixteen-bit consoles, that kind of immersion was rare. It was yeah. unless you're maybe playing like an RPG. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, but, certain, yeah. certainly like platform games and action games, you didn't tend to get sucked into mm-hmm. the world and the story like you did with flashback. Mm-hmm. So I thought the jungle setting was really interesting as well because it was kind of humany yeah. but kind of aliening. It was like where yeah, are we exactly? It was almost familiar, but not. Yeah. yeah, I did get that. And I really like that first level. Mm. Do you know why? Because it's almost... In that first level, you learn everything you need to learn mm-hmm. about all the different moves Conrad's got, mm-hmm. how to use the weapon, da, 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 da. but without it being like an out-and-out tutorial level. Like nowadays, it would just walk you through it all. Yeah. So you do have to work it out, but it gives you time to work it out, mm-hmm. 
learn the controls and all the rest of it, mm-hmm. but without being too blatant about you it. You can you can learn throwing stuff in it as well. Yeah, so exactly. Stuff that you yeah. Only later on, but it's one of the many good yeah. things about this. It's game. really well designed at mm-hmm. that level. Best-selling French game of all time, according to the Guinness World Book of Records. To, still to this day. Wow. To this wow. day. Is there a number on that? Like how many? Ten billion. <laughs> <laughs> Holy. I don't know. Oh, okay. I didn't know. If there was I tried to follow the the trail on the internet. And I couldn't find it, but okay. Well, it must be a lot. Though. I'll tell. I'll find out for you later. Thank you. Just because. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you were talking about human moves. Conrad. He's no Sonic the Hedgehog. He doesn't blitz across the screen no, in two seconds. He runs like us. Mm-hmm. He walks like us. He shoots a gun like us. <laughs> he can roll and shoot, can't he? Yes. yes. Yeah. He can roll and shoot like us. You see me. You see me in the arcade. You've seen me in the arcade on Time Crisis. Come <laughs> on. Stop rolling on the floor, Dill. We're playing Time Crisis. <laughs> if he yeah. falls from two stories, he dies. He dies. Just yeah. like you would, probably. Yeah, I'm, I don't know, two stories, oh, it might be alright. I don't know, I, you, I wouldn't be very happy. You're probably no, crawling after it, but yeah. Tell you that, I would be crawling. Yeah. There's only seven levels in the game. Is that a slight negative then? Jeez, no, no they're huge. <laughs> Especially they're the, second, huge. the second level's huge, isn't it? They're huge. Really big. Password system. Yeah. yeah they're huge. Then. Clear one, of, take a day, clear one of them. Store your password. You're set for the next day. End of podcast. Just kidding again. <laughs> right. The core of the game, as I mentioned to you earlier, remained the same on all formats. Yeah. The SNES version, which is actually one of my least favourite versions. Doesn't he have a different colour shirt in yes. the SNES version? Why? Are you stealing my trivia? Sorry. Oh, trivia thief. You steal it? You stealing my Sorry. trivia? I just know quite a lot about Flashback. On my favourite versions of the game, he's wearing a white shirt. Yep. On that version of the game, he's wearing a pink shirt. Why? Why? Uh, that's one of the ones that was developed by Teartex. Well, as opposed to Delphine Software International. They changed the software. I don't. I'm not the leader of Teartex. Why? Why? I'm not the CEO of Teartex. I didn't go into their Ask graphics, their graphics department, and go, guys, you make Conrad's shirt pink. <laughs> I think. I think that's. A <laughs> I look think for it. it would look fabulous. It would look uh, fabulous in this pink top. But that is the so that's how I think. Check the Jaguar version. Mm. It's a tear text version. Oh, nice. If it's got pink, pink shirt, if it's got right. pink shirt in it, then don't buy it. <laughs> don't buy it. <laughs> uh, some of the feedback it got at the time. Actually, before I go into that, the uh, there were a few things that were removed from early versions. So I don't know if you guys knew, but. Some of the, I think the early Amiga version had a zoom mode when he's attacking. Oh, yes. It's to help you to search for items as well, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. But but in the version I got, uh, which I think was about maybe a year, it was on the Delphine, uh, it was on the Delphine um, collection on the Amiga. It was a a couple of years after and it wasn't on there. So it was just kind of, it was all zoomed out. But yeah, early versions, there was a zoom mode. Really? But you don't need a zoom mode for flashback. No. Really. You know, you don't... What, what you're going to zoom in to see his no face? <laughs> his yeah. pink shirt, maybe. You want to see his pink you shirt. You want to see his pink shirt and see the lack of buttons on it. It's a t-shirt, isn't it? What am I talking about? <laughs> I'm mad. Uh, some of the reviews at the time. GamePro, 5 out of 5. D- yep. Sega Force, 95%. Mean yep. Machine Sega, which Keith got me for the other, um, yeah. got me the other day for Christmas, ninety three percent. Good. Um, Snes Force, Snes Force, ninety three percent. Even though it's a lot more sluggish, I think, than the Amiga and Mega Drive versions. Mm. Like I said, I got it on the Amiga in the Delphine collection. Have you guys tried to play the Amiga version or the, or the PC version? I used to own the Amiga version. Um, yeah. It, I loved it. Doesn't really work on a one button joystick, <laughs> does it? <laughs> no. No, it doesn't. How does it work? How, how it worked was that I had to jam my Master System pad into my Amiga, as I was wont to do back in those days, <laughs> as opposed to the joystick. And you pressed spacebar to draw your gun, and I think you pressed control to open up the menu. 
So you basically had to be Jean-Michel Jarre and play the pad uh, and your keyboard at the same time. Whoa, yikes. Which I managed to um, well, nail because I was a child and was playing it relentlessly <laughs> week on week. Yeah. I can't believe you used joy, a joypad instead of a joystick to the Amiga. I think that's... That's, that scand- that's scandalous for me, yeah, sorry. You, you tried playing How Flash. How did you play it with one button? How oh, did you play it? I managed. I can't so remember how now. I don't you must have like used that two-finger technique with the stick in there and then your thumb on the uh, the, but- the button, otherwise it wouldn't have worked. If you tried to do that mm. and that with the key, it wouldn't have worked. Maybe that's why I didn't complete the game. <laughs> <laughs> but the Amiga graphics were great, but I took the option of getting... The Mega Drive version on uh, pre-owned afterwards, so that was yeah. I took the I took the hit on the the cut sequences between the levels for the better gameplay possibly. But playing it with the Mega, it was Mega Drive, and actually Paul Quisse says that his favourite version of the game is the Mega Drive version. He says it was built for that console, and I agree with it. I think if you're Gonna go for a version of Flashback, take the hit on the, the cut sequences yeah. and get the Mega Drive version. Okay. It was so, published by US Gold, wasn't it? Well. US Gold, what what yeah. a publisher. When you consider a lot of the stuff they published was not the best. No, they were still Flashback. prolific. They were prolific, but mm. there was a lot of rubbish. I liked so uh, Flashback was quite a coup for them. I liked all their Olympic games and yeah. US Gold. Uh, yeah. US Gold did uh, some of the indie games as well, didn't they? They were, I like US Gold. I know they I know they had a few dodgy titles. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future podcast. US, yeah, yeah, oh, US Gold. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so, things I love about the game then. So, you know, it's the graphics are amazing regardless of whatever platform you're, you're playing it on. The sound is atmospheric. You get on every platform mm. that you play it's it It's quite sparse in places, but it fits, you know? Mm-hmm. Like when you're in the jungle. You just hear random jungle noises. Like crickets. Yeah. Like, mm, okay. And then like, yeah, it's just the way it kind of gets you. Like yeah. you, you think you're calm, and then all of a sudden something happens, and then your heart, you know, your heart is going to burst out your chest. The not knowing actually what was on the next screen was a big part of the game. Imagine if the camera had scrolled with him as you were playing those levels. Mm. Where's the suspense? Yeah, it wouldn't have been the same. I think that's why another world works as well because you're always like, "Oh, do I have to get my gun ready? Yeah. Do I have to jump straight away?" Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it makes the game better. I think that mm-hmm. way. I mean, how many times did you? I'm going to to actually. I'll skip that point I was going to mention, uh, and then go to that later. Uh, no boss fights, so you don't have to worry about. That's true. Yeah, jumping around trying to beat some mad yeah. spaceship that's coming out of the sky. It's all about defeating the level. Yeah. So it's all about lateral thinking, Solve the puzzle. puzzle solving, bit of combat, you know, a perfect balance of mind and body. And even just the jumping, you, ha- you had to time some of your certain jumps really carefully. The running yeah, jumps, the, different the running jumps, jumps and yeah. the grabbing the ledges. Grabbing the right the time. Yeah. Mm. Some of them slightly off the screen, so you had to just run, you have to peg it through one screen, over to the next screen. Yeah, you sort of tiptoe go, but run, run back again. And, yeah, yeah, it's great. He's just running. He's just, I like the way that when you run and then you change directions, he goes, whoa. Yeah. Gee, <laughs> stop. back the other way. And <laughs> yeah, so that, that's a lot. Of, oh, um, the way you can use items and it's like a bit like an RPG. Mm. So I mm. mentioned earlier about the throwing the rock to distract the guard. Yeah. Throwing the teleporter to sort of just, you know, teleport from here to there. Yeah. Using the keys you know, the the keys for the bridges and the other doors and it was very much like it had RPG elements. I love a good RPG, let's be honest. I just think it's a perfect game at the time, wasn't it? It just, it, it excelled yeah. at everything, I think, really. Yeah. The, the jumping, the platform bit, the shooting bit was always good fun and you're right, the RPG bit was a really good little added, added extra to it, you're right. I think you can, you, you it's just really obvious how much time was spent on this game. Yeah. When you, when something just stinks of quality, it oozes class, doesn't it? It oozes pure class. It is game. like Stilton. <laughs> stinks. Stinks out the room. Of quality. <laughs> Unless you hate Stilton, you I'm might not a like. fan of smelly cheeses, but I'm a fan of flashbacks. So. Oh, give me a smelly flashback any day. Smelly <laughs> flashback. <laughs> the 
Okay, so do you guys have anything else you love about the game? That's pretty much mm. what I love about it. Well, I wanted to. I don't know if you were going to go on to make a point again about the films. Is that to come? Or oh no, you know, make make the point. Let's touch on the yeah. the, 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 the first film that comes to mind and the thing it has the most in common with, I think, is Total Recall. Yes, very much Total Recall. You know, Lost Memory. He records a memory that he records the message to himself. Yeah, just like he does in Total Recall. Yeah. Um, I think is there even a direct line from it in there? I think he Ooh, says. I think it is. Um, yeah. Be careful, that's my head you're messing with, or something like that. Mm. Uh-huh. And he said, when he get when Arnold gets the message, um, when he's trying to pull the tracking thing out, didn't know. Yeah, he's calling you. Sure he says Be that careful, to him. That's yeah. My head. yeah. So I think there's a direct line. So you've got that. You've got um, like Blade Runner elements mm. um, with this like replicants mm-hmm. and stuff, and just the whole and the whole kind of atmosphere as well of like New Washington and some of the buildings and stuff. Um, they live. They live, One obviously. Eight, eight, sorry, go on. Films. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Put John Carpenter. Yeah. Yeah, I love that film. So that's obviously lifted from that. Um, oh, there's more, there's more. The book, 1984. Yeah. They're, they're having, like, um, named zones. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's like New Washington. Yeah. That's obviously come from there. So there's yeah. so many inspirations you can see. The Running Man. Yes. When you come to the game show, is it Death Tower? That is completely it? Running Man. Completely yeah, Running Man. Is. Yeah, it's basically Running Man. <laughs> so it's just like this. So and they're, and they're, again, we're talking about they're all films. Like, and it, these are all films we love, don't we? So yeah. it has to. Brilliant it was, sci-fi. There was never a um, Running Man game, was there? Then was there not like a really bad like C sixty four? I've got a feeling it was like a Spectrum or, or Spectrum. some dodgy game. I've got a feeling it might be, but I don't quite mean I, that. Yeah, something it's like, like that. Okay, Smash TV was a homage to it. Oh, yeah. But there was never a... I can't... I don't think so. I just think it might have been on one of the home computers. Listeners, again, if you know know of a Running Man video game... Oh, Alien, Aliens, at the very end, when he goes into hypersleep. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, goes into suspended animation. And goes into suspended animation. Um, The teleport thing, Star Trek. Star Trek, yeah, bit of, yeah. Quite Star Trek-y. Yeah. Um, Yeah, when he beams up to... The alien planet. That's quite beam me up, Scotty. Yeah. Um, there's, yeah, there's loads. Um, the alien planet. Does that remind me of anything? I don't know. Well, the jungle scene maybe from Predator, possibly. Yeah. Good chat. Basically, we, we could we could tell a lot from what Delphine software yeah. workers liked what to films watch. Liked. What films they like to watch in their spare time. Uh, slight update. The oh, Running cool. Man game was released, actually. Cool. Oh, how cool. did you find that out from? Yeah, my brain. <laughs> 1989, it was released by Emerald Software. Oh. And oh. it was available in the Amstrad CPC, Commodore 64, yes, the Spectrum. Yes, 64, yeah. yeah. But also the Atari ST and the Amiga. Wow. Oh, I don't know if I played What it kind of reception did it get? Uh... Emerald software. I can see a couple of reviews, sort of like three out of five, and it looks not too bad from the pictures. You know, uh, we we'll have to check go. that out, won't we? I think we will. There you go. Uh, it's another podcast. <laughs> the Running Man. So yeah, influences um, obvious. Oh yeah, definitely. What we um, love about the game, obvious. Mm. Uh, I reviewed it for the site. Did I give it ninety three percent or something? I hope I did. Uh, I'm pretty sure. You think well, it's is there any negatives? Because I mean, we said nothing well, bad about yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's like you're reading my mind right now. <laughs> it's done positives, but will he do negatives? Yes. Here's my long list of things I don't like about flashbacks. It's like one thing: the controls on the Amiga, <laughs> the rolling into another screen, and there being a drop. Yeah, there is some yeah. blind drops as well in the last stage. Where you have to drop from one screen mm-hmm. to another, which that's will it will involve dying. They're your two negatives. That's it. That that's it. That's all I don't, I don't like about this game. Without wishing to incur your wrath, mm-hmm. I don't think the combat control is perfect. Mm-hmm. Say that how. is all. I'm um, just when you're fighting the morphs, especially that they're, they're quite difficult. Roll and shoot. Roll and shoot. The rolling. Yeah, it's, it, I don't know. Roll and shoot. Roll and roll and roll and shoot. about it doesn't feel. As nice as it should. Well, the rest should. of the controls I love. The jumping, the running, and everything feels really natural. Mm. But I'm talking about like a, I'm trying to be nitpicky because I love it as well. Pick those nits. Pick those I, nits. But the, the I think the combat element really... in another world was actually slightly better. Yeah, slightly yeah. better. I, I like the other world. The, the laser mm. guns, different options in the laser. It is, it's, is the gun in flashbacks just bullets? Is that yeah. it? Yes. Yeah, Whereas another world has got those three options, doesn't it? Which I think mm. added a little bit of twist yeah. to it. So. Yeah. That would have been quite cool if you picked up different weapons. Eric Chucky won Paul Quisse Neil on that Maybe, score. maybe. Only on that score. Only on that 
So, yes, a small flashback. Great game. Undoubtedly. Sequel time. Deep breath, everybody. Wow. Do, do, do. <laughs> Fate of Black. Oh, yes. Released in 1995 on the PC and 1996 on the PlayStation 1. Woohoo! The game only had two ports, and I can say I've played both of them. Me too. Okay. 2D format ditched. Out the window. In favour of a third person 3D game. That's right, listeners. Conrad has gone 3D. <laughs> Lock up your daughters. <laughs> Natural progression, given the clamour for 3D games at the time. It, yeah, I mean, it was the climate, yeah. wasn't it? If they'd made a 2D game. Crikey. Who do we owe that to? PC or Sony? Thanks a lot, Sony, I think. <laughs> yeah. For that. 50, 50, so uh, uh, the plot. 50 years on from the first game. So, mm. first game, 2140. Mm-hmm. Fate of Black set... 2190? 2190. So Conrad is how many years old? Wow. I don't know. At least 80? He's about 80 years old. Yeah. Is he walking over a Zimmer frame? Is that the game then? Mm. Uh, yeah, but suspended animation. He's an 80-year-old just... who looks like a 30-year-old. We've seen aliens. Yeah. Everyone's We've... seen aliens. We know how it works. <laughs> we know how, we know how yeah, we know how Sigourney works. Anyway. <laughs> who Actually, if Conrad just stayed in that escape pod, mm. Fate of Black wouldn't be very interesting, would it? That's true. It would be, it'd just be us looking at an escape <laughs> pod. <wouldn't laughs> a man it? floating in space. A man floating in space game. Ah, oh, Fate of Black. I and mean, then it just fades to black. I would play it. Yeah. Just, just to see. Just because just it's the sequel to Flashback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But someone has to pick up the escape pod for this to be... Yeah. It's a good play, right? Tell me it's a good play. Yeah, I mean, you know, eventually... the. Good guys find him and everyone's happy. And... But it is the thing, yeah, the good guys didn't find him. No? No. So, 50 years after he thwarted them, the morphs found him. Ah, crap. And you know what? They are ones, unfortunately, to hold a bit of a grudge. 50-year <laughs> grudge. So, they instantly recognised him. Yep. Even though they haven't seen him for 50 years. And they and stick in, him Instead in. of killing him on the spot, which they could quite easily do, considering he's asleep. Yeah. They nah. wake him up and put him in prison. Yeah. Okay. What kind of prison? It's a big ship, new, isn't it? Is it New Alcatraz? New Absolutely. Alcatraz. New Someone's been doing their homework. Oh, yes. And it isn't me. These morphs have been looking back on the, uh, <laughs> the, the Earth's history. Yeah. yeah. It's on the moon, isn't it? Or something? Is it on the moon? I think it's on a moon, I think. It's, it's on a moon. One of Morph's planet's moon. Oh, okay. okay. So that's the end of the game. You just rattle Conrad around the cell. Prison. Yeah, you just rattle around the cell and put your thumbs. Mark the days up on the wall. Yeah. Throw yeah. mug yeah. on the bars. Yeah. He actually gets about 80 years old. You admire your some, white shirt. Yeah. He gets some kind of an allowance that's a bit like a pension. <laughs> he can get some good trade cigarettes with chocolate. Yeah. They do in prison. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I like. Why, you wonder why people didn't like it. Well, I like the intro, actually. I think it's quite <laughs> short and simple, but it's quite. Whoa! It's all it action, is, isn't it? The it, intro looked good for the time, especially on console for someone like me who wasn't a PC gamer. Mm. I really liked the intro. Everybody was like, yeah, this is the future mm. of gaming. So now that you've mentioned the, the good old intro, <laughs> um, okay, you don't just spend your yeah, life sorry. in the cell. Sorry, April Fool. <laughs> <laughs> you get contacted by a guy called John O'Connor. John O'Connor. <laughs> um... So going from going from the total recall <laughs> influences, we've now gone solidly to Terminator, and <laughs> yeah, the so it's no longer a film noir. It's now an all-out yeah, sci-fi so shooter yeah. where Conrad. It's no longer a platformer, really. It's no well. longer a platformer. It's a it's a good old three D third-person shooter where you. As Conrad, join John. He's part of a resistance against the Morphs. Is it, is it the man, Mandragore? Mandragore. We really boom. You, you well, are I'm... taking research to a whole new <laughs> level today, mate. And so he has to do similar things in, like in flashbacks. So there's one where you have to get uh, a Professor Bergstein. Bergstein. As uh, he needs his 
knowledge about the master brain. So you escort him around a bit like the VIP level in flashback. Mm. But we don't mind. It's in 3D. We so like 3D. It, it's completely different. It's in 3D. It's fine. And you, ba- you, you, you stick with the resistance and spoiler alert. <laughs> the, um, you eventually beat the master brain. But there are some twists along the way. Mm. About midway through the game, something called the Supermorph chases you. It's one of the most scariest things you'll ever see in a video game. Wow. I absolutely bricked my pantaloons when I first saw it. <laughs> Guess who turns out to be the Supermorph? John O'Connor! Oh, no! Spoiler alert! <laughs> so, Delphine, you know, they still know how to do a plot twist or two. Mm. Let's be honest. And you get there and there's a, there's a bit of... A bit of love action in there. Lovely Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> yes. Sarah Connor. Yeah. O'Connor. No, I don't think she's called Sarah, Sarah O'Connor. O'Connor. But uh, you can actually... There's a couple of different endings to the game, so you can kind of blast your way through. Nice. Either escape the planet. It's always about escaping a planet, yeah. Conrad. With her, or with or without her. <laughs> bit yeah. of bono, get you two in there. Oh, you two. sound like you're channeling a bit of Stewie Griffin then. <laughs> <laughs> you two's lawyers are going to be on my ass in a minute, anyway. Uh, and then, yeah, so you can either. Those are the two endings, so yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's a good plot. It's a sci fi plot. It's They had to do something. They probably couldn't copy the, the, first, the first game exactly. And it was originally called Crossfire. Yeah. Which is another cool name for a game. It's a cool name for a game, yeah. Come on. The PlayStation 1 version was a bestseller in the UK. Oh, yeah, it was massive, so I remember. And it became a platinum title. So the one I bought a couple of weeks ago Mm. is the platinum version. Mm. So it sold that many. It's a good... Well, obviously, people knew it was a sequel to Flashback. People willing to pay... And give it a good and go. And also, the, the, the public kind of hunger for those kind of 3D games mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, huge. come on. Tomb Raider was the game. So yeah. this is probably the, 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 the so scientific, the sci-fi, sci-fi version. Sci-fi version, of, yeah. Well, you talk about sort of progression and stuff. The game used motion capture. Ah. So man with balls on his suit <laughs> moves around. Yep. Capture the motion. <laughs> Capture that motion. Put it in the 3D, not sprite, but 3D object. Yes. 3D asset, as I suppose Games early days, developers would early call it. Early days for that technology, mm-hmm. wasn't it? It really was. Uh, how did people talk about it at the time? Uh, IGN gave it 7 out of 10. Mm. Not bad. Electronic Gaming Monthly gave it 8 out of 10. Okay. Generous. And it pretty much fluctuated between that. It so, was, it was, yeah, it wasn't passed. I think official PlayStation magazine must have given it around the same. Yeah. It, had positive, yeah. it was kind of mixed to positive. It was generally positive, yeah. wasn't it? It uh, There was a cancelled sequel slash prequel to it called Flashback Legends. Oh, it was really? developed for the, the Game Boy Advance, which was... Oh, I've heard about this. Yes. Which was sort of a cross between the two games, but... Made more cartoony. Yeah, like a cartoony anime yeah. type style. Could yeah. it work? Listeners, give it a Google, have a look at the videos. Very mm. interesting, but never released. The cool thing about that, because I did, I did see a video of it. It almost looks like the game is finished, and everything is of a certain cartoony style, mm-hmm. except Conrad's sprite. Mm. It's almost as if that was the last thing that needed changing, mm-hmm. but so that they used his Ooh. sprite from flashback. Yeah, it doesn't quite. So they obviously had a big argument: white shirt or the pink shirt. They couldn't decide. <laughs> I, think in the, I think he's got a pink shirt, oh. from, if I remember rightly. I think it was the pink shirt. He's <laughs> come back. Yeah, that's why well, it's a Nintendo version, yeah, but isn't no, it? Ah, uh, true. So, but def- yeah, definitely check that out. It's an it's an interesting little mm. Mm. tidbit. So before I open this up to the floor, yeah. Uh, I'll tell the listeners now that the game has been panned quite a lot in recent times mm. because it hasn't aged well. And with a lot of those PlayStation games, haven't hasn't aged well. But the first time I played Fate of Black was on the PC. Okay. So Then or later? Then. then. So okay. this is, actually, it must have been when it, maybe only a year or something when it, after it first came out because my cut... My cousin had quite a slow-running PC at the time, and we were given some money by his mum to go down the arcades, but we chose to 
investing in a game instead. Yeah, yeah. I hope she's not sensible. listening because I don't think that was at her permission. So sorry <laughs> for that. Bit cheeky. Yeah, a bit cheeky. So we went down to Curry's, I think it was. Oh, and not tried... Curry's PC World. Nope. Not just good old Curry's. Good old Curry's. And tried to find a PC game that would actually run on his computer, and that was only about ten pounds. Enter flashback. No, enter <laughs> Fate to Black. Yeah, no, fl- could have got flashback for a fiver. No, <laughs> Fate to Black. Mm. So, and it looked amazing, mm. right? So, the PC version, in comparison to the PlayStation version, even though it's not as defined, I think it looks better because the main sprite looks more like the Conrad from Flashback, okay, uh, as opposed to the blocky sort of 3D protagonist of the PlayStation mm. era. And you can see that his, one thing, his shoulders are grossly, grossly disproportionate on the PlayStation version. It looks like he's got melons up there or something. <laughs> like he's, he's not only trying to get out of Alcatraz, he's trying to sneak out some melons at the same time. Yeah. On his shoulders. I know, yeah. check it. So, things I liked about the game... The list. The list. Actually, what do you think would be better to talk about first? Well, what, can the, I talk the, about the how good I... or the bad, or how we yeah. think of it? Well, I remember actually because uh, at the time we had, I had a really old PC, really old PC, it could barely play anything, mm. and we, me and my brothers, we'd done a paper, and every every week we put most of the money towards a new computer, and finally we got a Penti- a Pentium PC. And uh, the game which was bundled with it, because it's, it's, it's quite, you know, it must have been about the time when Fade Black was uh, coming out, was a game called Bioforge. Ever heard about that? I've never heard of it. It's no. an obscure sort of 3D game, and I quite like it actually. I might even talk about it one day, but it's quite, I, really interesting sci fi kind of 3D game, but really, really early days. And I, I was like, this is good, but obviously I knew uh, Fade Black was out as well, just come out. So I sort of begged for that game for, for my parents, and they got it. Just so we can test the computer out its full mm. extent. And I'll tell you what, when I put that into my PC, it brings back so many good memories. Mm. I loved it. it. You know, I know it hasn't aged particularly well now, but the, the, the memories for me is like, yeah, this is amazing. Because it was really early days in 3D, wasn't it? Mm. And I thought, wow, this is pushing this computer to its limits. So I, I have very, very good memories of the game, mm. to say. Taking the PC version out of it, which I think looks quite slick in comparison, yep. Yep. the PS1 version is very blocky. Like yeah. now you look at it and PlayStation games that have aged well are the not blocky ones. The blocky ones tend to get pushed to the back of the cupboard. It's very rough. It's, it's very, very rough, rough yeah. and it's hard when you can look at it sometimes. You, all you have to do is a direct comparison with the first Tomb Raider game as well. Oh yeah. And it does not fare well. No. And then that's blocky. Mm. That's Lara's blocky but it's... The way it moves and it's the, the backgrounds and the everything is just yeah. so much nice, so much mm-hmm. smoother, and there's more detail. And yeah. The, uh, the, other, the other thing why the PC version I think favours, um, for, well, is favourable compared to the, the PS1 version is it's slightly more zoomed out. I think oh, okay. the PlayStation version is too is too much on contract. You don't, you don't, I don't think you see as much. Yeah. And I like yeah. to see, when I'm playing games, I like to see a lot of what's going around. Yeah. But that was, I mean, I, I've not played the PC version, but that was one of my issues when controlling the PlayStation one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I dealt with the camera. And yep. The, yeah. So, mm-hmm. okay, so that might make it a bit more of an enjoyable experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it the graphics are crisper on the PC, aren't they? Is that they're, crisp, they're definitely crisper yeah. on the PC. The game is ridiculously hard, even on easy. <sighs> yes. Yeah. I died often. I could, me and my cousin completed the PC version. I, we did. We were. Wow. We did play it relentlessly for a week, but we still. We still completed it. But this one, I picked it up. Like I said to you guys a couple of weeks ago, yeah. before doing this podcast. PS version. Yeah. And I couldn't get past the second. Actually, I think I got about an hour into it. Maybe I got to the bit where you're on that sort of uh, the the alien planet, and then you speak to that weird thing in the wall called Azir, and he's going Azir. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't get I didn't get much further past that it's just crazy difficult yeah. a slight redeeming feature even on the Playstation version you can save at any point so yeah, you yeah. can do it yeah. you can do like a puzzle save, save. it yeah. and then die immediately the next two seconds and then just go back to it and realise why well, you died and then just do it but it's a lot it's very oh, it's, it's extremely trial and error yeah it's fade to black and, and again, I know we were early days on the PlayStation, but 
mm-hmm. when you die, then you, there's a pause mm-hmm. while you wait for the death screen to load. Th- there was quite a few death screens. Yeah, uh-huh. which are very nice, but you have to, to wait for that to load. Watch it. Yeah. Game over. Then wait for it to load again, <laughs> yeah. and then start the level. And also, yeah. you have to go. It takes you back to the start of the level oh. before you can load your game. Mm-hmm. So there's another wait there. Those little yeah. things add up, don't they? Yeah, yeah and it, it just makes it. It makes it frustrating. They do. They it do. Make it frustrating. The morphs in this version do the same blobby yeah. thing they did in flashback, but now they do it without you really noticing and kill you instantly. Yep. And you're so, not even, sometimes you're not even sure where the shot came from. Where the shot came from, or what's going on. Around. You kind of turn around and you've, you've trodden on a morph and he's dissolved all your flesh. Yeah. As, as yeah. you get, you know, you're just walking down the street. It happens. Tread on a morph ah. and off comes all your flesh. All your flesh. All your flesh. <laughs> all your flesh. <laughs> may flash. It's been a long day listening to so. <laughs> Flash. So, we've said a lot of bad things about Fade to Black. Uh, what haven't said but the main reason I wanted to do this podcast is I'm trying to get people to play Fade to Black. Now, this is a good point. I will let you continue. Mm-hmm. I will let you finish. Yes. But I think, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. it's got a terrible reputation now. Yeah. I think a lot of people just go, uh, yes, everyone says it's crap. It's Let's crap. not bother I'm not going to bother playing it. Mm-hmm. Which is, and it probably happens a lot with old games now. Mm-hmm. They go, oh, old blocky PlayStation 1 game. I don't want to play that. That's mm-hmm. rubbish. Without actually trying it for themselves. If you like Flashback, you have to play Fades of Black. It is the only sequel it ever had. Mm. You know? There was a remastered Flashback, to be fair. Mm. Oh, God. Just, just putting that out of the I'm going to... That, you are just really reading so my mind. Stop jumping the gun. Sorry. <laughs> Don't give Adrian a gun because he'll jump, <laughs> jump it. it. <laughs> Unless Conrad, because Conrad jump with... You know, anyway. <laughs> It's, I think the plot is a decent extension to the old one. Yeah. I, I like the story in it, actually. I remember it, it, it engrossed me when I was playing the PC version many years ago. It, 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 I like the cutscenes. I even like the death scenes kind of thing. Oh, they're, ooh, they're quite... Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. I, it, it, you've got to remember at the time, a lot of it was new at the time. And and for me, as a, a console game, I'd never seen... like mm. These cutscenes and things by then were quite How common. How great were those in death PC scenes? In PC games, they were quite common by then. How great were those death scenes? Look, we're talking, you know, okay, you get shot. You tread on on something that explodes, you explode. I like the window one. You shoot a window, you get sucked out. You get sucked out. You get sucked out into space. That's my personal favourite. Well, (laughs) Well, you shoot shoot a bad guy. Okay, you kind of see there's glass behind him. And then the game freezes and you're thinking, what have I done? Have I completed the game? I've completed the game. I've completed the game. No, I've been sucked out into outer space. <laughs> yeah. The, so the, the plot is good. The cut sequences, you know, They're pretty are good. gorgeous. They're I even like the radiation one. Have you guys seen the radiation uh, one? If you go into the room without... Oh, is it when you turn to a skeleton? No, the skeleton one is where the morph gets you. Oh yeah, yeah. The radiation one's a bit later on in the game, okay. but he just like his skin all like shrivels as if you're in Chernobyl and yeah. Oh, nice. oh wow. It's pretty nasty, but amazing for kids mm. to look at. <laughs> yeah. kids, oh, it would have been a kid for the time. Go now and look at that. The it still scares the bejesus out of you. Yeah. Like, flashback was scary when when you used to go through it to the next screen. And you see all those cops after you and all the morphs and everything. Panic. Panic. Yeah. Yeah. Fate of Black is exactly the same. Yeah. You go through <clears throat> you go through rooms, you get chased by super morphs, you get chased by aliens. It's all it's all pretty scary stuff. It's an intense game, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You can't even though it's quite slow controls, it's quite fast action, isn't it? The tank controls don't really help the game, yeah. but yeah, controlling Conrad in it is a bit like controlling a tank. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it's an interesting tank. Yeah. It's an interesting tank with surprises around every corner. And it, they do... The, the levels do sometimes feel a bit claustrophobic and a bit, and a bit repetitive. Like, they have exactly the same framework. There's not... Yeah. It doesn't... But they do okay with it. They do okay claustrophobia, with it. Claustrophobia, though, in a game like that, it kind of adds to the atmosphere, though. A bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes... I don't I, mind that so much. I feel... I, I, okay, we'll just with a bit more space on some of the levels. Like, like I said, the alien planet level... Just feels like they reskinned the first level, the mm. prison level, but they just made all the walls look is, like. Is there a level where you control a ship, a spaceship yourself? Or am I imagine that? Am I talking rubbish? I've got a feeling there's a little level like you have to actually control 
a ship, like Possibly. a ship. Yeah. Like I said, it was been years since I've completed the yeah. PC version, and the PlayStation version was so. I think it's a bit difficult. further on. I think it's a bit further yeah, on. Yeah, honestly, that, yeah. It does ring a bell. See, so there you go. Yeah. See, innovation, right? This is something that had to be done. I, I think you could have had a two D Fate of Black, and it would have been very good. But they had to do it this way. This is this is the way the video games was going. <clears throat> I, I think flashbacks an older game. It, it has aged ridiculously well. Fade mm-hmm. Black's a newer game, but it's aged badly. It, mm-hmm. Just in the look. So those kind of really top-notch 2D games don't age at all uh, in my eyes. I think Another World, completely recently on the Jaguar, mm-hmm. brilliant. And, you know, it, it just the graphics keep it looking fresh, simple. Whereas those early mm-hmm. 3D games, I respect... You know, you know, I love Dude, the I'm Jaguar. trying to get people to play Fade to Black. I was picking it up a little bit. I'm just <laughs> no, saying it's being, I just it's being fair because it was just it's, and it's happened to a lot of games from that 32-bit era. They've suffered by just being from that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many of the 16-bit and 8-bit games, the pixel art style, still look really appealing to the eye. Mm-hmm. But like you said just now, it's a game that had to be made. Yeah. Yeah. If Fate of Blight and, and Paul Quisso, I'm sure, was, I'm sure he said that he wished he could have done more with it. Yeah, if it had come out, say even two or three years later, when you mm. when we look at, I'm going to say, it, Resident Evil, like Resident Evil Two, <laughs> Resident Evil, the, by then the detail and yeah. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if Fade to Black had come out in like '98 instead of '96, '95, '96, it could have been a whole different. Yeah, thing. yeah, it's a important game to look smoother. That's it what I mean. Like, that's so I'm I've got I think. It, Probably depends on when you play it as well as to how you mm. feel about it. You guys both played it then, and you both played it on the PC. Mm. I hadn't played it until recently, mm-hmm. and I played it on the PS1. Mm. And yeah, yeah. I found it hard to like and find mm. things to like about it. Mm-hmm. But I was determined not to come on here today and put the boot into it because, <laughs> again, I, I respect they had to try it. They were trying new things. This yeah. was a whole new genre. The PS1 was a new system. Mm. It's it one of the pioneers never, of that genre. Yeah, it's it a really popular yeah. genre right now. It laid the groundwork for what came afterwards. So I, I, I don't think there's anything to be gained yeah. from slagging it off. You can't, really. you can't um, compare this to Gears of War or something. But debatable right. whether that game would have even happened without that's, that's exactly without right. games that's like insane. Fate to Black that actually laid it's that too groundwork. Too easy to go back to the PS One Saturn era and say that looks terrible. That looks wrong. Yeah. that looks wrong. Mm. This was groundbreaking stuff. Yeah, yeah, and you so, have to appreciate yeah, that it, exactly. And um, so, I mean, for, just quickly, one of the things I really liked about it, I quite liked the claustrophobic atmosphere mm-hmm. in space. I, I thought that mm. you know, I thought yeah. they kind of added to it. Um, controls were horrible. Don't like the controls nah. on the PlayStation. Again, yeah. can't speak for the PC. I really liked the music. Yeah, um, and again, this is like Delphine at the end. Like really. flashback, it was really it. And it's one of the first times I've, I've, well, it must have been then. That to have on console to have like a dynamic soundtrack, mm-hmm. a bit like we talked about with Metal Gear Solid, mm. where it changes depending on what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of calm, 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 and then an enemy appears somewhere. The soundtrack changes, and because mm. now and now we're on to CD soundtracks as well. Yeah, it was just you know, and that, that was one of the it must yeah. have been one of the first console games to have that. Yeah, so it was because that, that that's what Delphine were really good at. Mm. And the, they did the, that kind of tension building, yeah, and so, so like action that. changing, you know, yeah. through through sound. Yeah. And we did an interview the other day with Thierry Lavast, of course, one of Delphine's graphic supremos. Yeah. And he said moving into 3D was a complete unknown to them. They were yeah. doing backgrounds and sprites and in 2D. This 3D step was unknown for them. Mm. And they said, "Okay, let's do it." Yeah. They, they gave a good shot. Yeah, I, I, I like the game. Mm. I do like the game. So I, like, like I said, it probably hasn't laid particularly well, but it's definitely worth mm. playing. It they, might be ugly, but that doesn't yeah, mean yeah. that shouldn't be a, a reason to not try again. Yeah. yeah, just because it's not appealing to look at. Yeah, yeah. If you take flashback, take fade to black, understand what needed to have been done, mm. then you'll appreciate the game. Because if they released a flashback to similar view, it would have been panned, bro, wouldn't it? It's just the same as the original. The yeah. Oh, I think yeah. you know, what you touched on earlier as well, it kind of suffers by comparison. If the first, if flashback had just been like an average looking game, mm. 
but like but instead it was like the pinnacle of 2D yeah, yeah. yeah. and so then, then you've got like a really rough early 3D game mm-hmm. so even yeah. by comparison to the first game mm-hmm. it looks bad and it just it, so it just makes the difference don't you just stark. wish they'd make a third one like a, a, a one proper new a proper proper flashbacks maybe fade to white or something I don't know Paul get on it well I'm sure you're going to mention it but they, why, why they didn't do that instead of HD remake oh. okay so go on tell, tell us HD remake Ugh. proves that by updating things in a new gen 2D style has it's just pointless. Yeah. They did it with Strider. They did it with Flashback. Mm. And I just can't look at them actually. Do you know they did it sorry. with Monkey Island. I quite like the remake of Monkey Island, I'm gonna say. I don't like it, can't look it, can't look at it. And I just, <laughs> Do you know what though? Compared to the Pixel art version, I just can't look at I, it. I have to show you that there's, there's a worse one. Do you remember Gods? The, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they've done HD. Well, they're, they're apparently, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's the same team, but they're trying to make a, a HD remake. It looks disgusting. No, guys. I have to show you the picture. It looks like one of those really dodgy. Oh, you have to see it's unbelievable. This is not a good idea, yeah. but the, the, 2D fla- the 2D flashback remake just doesn't have the same balancing controls. It, it Okay, it looks prettier from an objective perspective obviously you know it's course, 20 years yeah. it's what like not 20 years yeah 25 years when did it come out flashback when did the remake come out was it last year a couple of years ago wasn't couple it years ago. Like yeah, so. years, you know, it's but they just took all the fun out of it. Yeah, they took all the fun out of it, all the suspense out of it, and everything that. And From I'm, what I've seen, it's just like, like a straight up kind of shooting. Yeah, it's action shooting. They tried doing the same levels, and I, I just couldn't persist with it. I'm playing the truth. And that first know. level is a proper full on tutorial as well. Yep. Oh, is it? They changed. It. So, so it's instead not... of what I was saying, where it hmm. intuitively leads you through what you need to learn, yeah. this then now it's like every other game is like, okay, this is how you jump, yeah. this is how you do yeah. this. Yeah. It's kind of tarnished the legacy a bit, hasn't it? Do you not feel? Just that new... I think they need to. Oh, they should have made a Definitely. whole new one. But it brings me on nicely to my final point. Here we go. So what could they have done differently with Fade to Black? So. The PlayStation had some really nice looking 2D platformers on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course, yeah, yeah. So if they'd had made Fade to Black as a 2D platformer yeah. on a 32-bit machine, people may not panic so much now. Yeah. And that's a horrible point to make considering that it, it was the pioneer in Correct. what is now a very yeah. popular genre. We, I spoke to Tom Kalinsky obviously last year, former CEO of Sega of America. And one thing, I asked him about the Mega CD, and the one thing he said to me was it had to be done. The step up to optical media was a necessity. What they had at the time was a very, arguably the the most popular 16-bit console, which had the ability to whack onto the extension port a CD player, and they did it. Okay, the Mega CD had a had limited amount it's of games. A mixed bag, isn't it? I think some good, some bad. Is that fair? Yeah, but yeah, but I think there's there's merit to its library. There are yeah. good games. There's there's reasons to go out and get a Mega CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The flashback world. CD version is one of them. Yeah. And the Another World sequel is one. Yeah, yeah. So the definitive version. Of so at that time, yeah, could they could they have made Fade to Black? 2D game and yeah would it have been more well received now probably but they did there's a difference though it probably wouldn't it would have been panned then yeah. and now people would look back and go actually it's pretty good instead, yeah. of, instead of them all around mm-hmm. and if you're a games developer you've got to think about now you, got, you can't think about the 20 years in the future nope yeah <laughs> what do people want now exactly which is why they keep making the same games over and over again every year these days sorry <laughs> so to conclude after about an hour of talking about yep. Flashback and Fade to Black. Flashback is untouchable as far as I'm concerned. It's a great game. As yeah, it's game. truly great. Yeah. Could Fade to Black have been better? Of course. Probably. Possibly not, though. Right? With, with, with the time. Is it as bad as its reputation? Is it as bad as its reputation is now? No way. No, no way. The, the PC version it still brings back brilliant memories for me. Um, I kind of want to play the PC version again. But I, in a way, it's kind of good that I'm having because the memories are brilliant. So I would, like Dylan said, give it a chance. 
I do, do think it's worth I'm sure you can chance. emulate it easily. And how much How much did you pay for your PS1 copy? I paid £4. Or you can pick it up cheaply for the PlayStation. If on you want the to PS1. It's a bargain, really. You know, get out there. You can probably download the PC version from somewhere. Mm. Otherwise, check out the PlayStation version. And check out a game that I think is, you know, possibly... It's got to be top 50 most influential games ever. Probably. Just for the step. Yeah. that it took into yeah. that into that I think realm. the message is to try and look past the surface mm-hmm. and actually give the game itself look past the surface enjoy the game and rescue comrade and then let it fade to black <laughs> thanks for listening to today's podcast we really hope you enjoyed it if you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else you can tweet us at arcade attack uk at keith barlow 82 and at arcade underscore adriano we're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash arcadeattackuk. Please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top tens, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there. Our podcasts are available to stream from the website and from SoundCloud and are available to download for free from Stitcher, Podbean and iTunes where you can also leave us a review and a rating which we would really, really appreciate. So until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.